as, as we get going, I, I would like to, if you guys open your Bibles with me, we're, uh, that first verse that we have um, in here, it, it's Matthew 22. It's, it's on your bulletins. Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40. And as we get there, um, I just want to uh, kind of set this up. Right, so this is the uh, part in the uh, story of Jesus. You know, the Pharisees and Sadducees are, are questioning him. Right, they're questioning him, and, and then the question comes out: What is the greatest commandment? And 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 we'll we'll start by just reading Jesus's answer there. And so, uh, Matthew twenty-two verses uh, thirty-six through forty. All right. All right, verse 36. It says, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love your Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And so, again, th- th- this is part of the story in Jesus' ministry where, uh, I mean, and, and we see it throughout the, the scripture where, where the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're, they're questioning Jesus all the time, right? They're trying to get him to slip. They're trying to make him, you know, answer in a, in a way that they wouldn't. But, but if, if we go through this, we always see that Jesus points back to scripture, right? And, and, and here he gives us, you know, just another example of that. But, but what, he, what he does in his answer is, is he points to him that you guys are asking the wrong questions, right? And so as we get into this, we're going to kind of follow this theme, right? Where, where um, you know, to love Jesus is to, right? And, and, and that is to ask the right questions, right? And that, that is where a lot of times that we slip up, even when we talk to God. Is, is that we don't ask the right questions, right? Because they're coming from a human perspective, right? They're coming from, you know, I'm stuck in the moment and, and, and I need perspective. But, um, but Jesus says here that if we truly love God, right, and our neighbors, that, that we will naturally keep the commandments, right? That, that this, is, uh, this is looking at God's word in, in a, almost a positive light. Right and 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 as a living letter, right? It's it's not just a book, but it's it's a it's a living letter. It's a living a living book, it, but not just and, and not just as a list of rules, right? Uh, but but it's a book full of emotion. It's a book full of lesson. And and instead of focusing on what not to do, um, I, I, let's let's focus this morning on what we can do to show God's love. Right, but before we get into that, there are a couple things um, that that we need to do to as we as we again try and break down this topic of love like Jesus. There's there's a few things that that we need to to look at, and and uh, if you guys look on the wall as you leave, there the chalkboards have our core values on them, but that's what we're going to touch. Um, and the first one here uh, is is our second core value is Scripture is a foundation and roadmap for our journey. Right? The, the Bible is for teaching us what is true and helping us realize what is wrong right? it, it, in, in our lives. Right? It, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what is right. And God uses the Bible to help us understand uh, what it is he wants from us. 
right? And, and we get to the verse in, in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right, and God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Right, so that's the first thing that we need to understand, and the and the second one, uh, is is our first core value, right? And this is you know it's it's number one for a reason, um, because it's it should be our goal in everything we do, and it's Jesus Christ as the destination of our journey, right? That's what we're striving for. That's what we're looking for, and 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 we need the Bible to understand the full picture of 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 who God is. And what Christ has done for us. And, and we get an example of that in, in John 1, uh, verses 1 through 5, and then 16 through 17. And it says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could never extinguish it. And then we jump to verses 16 through 17. It says, from his abundance, we all have received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. So these verses here, they're, they're showing us... Um, the, the, human, the human side of Jesus, but also the God side of Jesus, right? He was fully human and fully divine. Uh, but in, in the start of these verses, we see that the Word was with God when he was creating the world, right? In, in verses 2 and 3. But, but, that, but also that, that he came to the world he created, which is what we get in verse 10. You know, and, but Jesus brought life to everyone uh, through, through his perfect sacrifice. You know, two of the most common mistakes we make when studying Jesus is, is to overlook the humanity of it all, right? By disregarding how he can identify with us because he was human. But also to, to overlook the deity, right? The God part, right? That, that you know, what what he single-handedly did for us in his sacrifice, right? By dying and rising again to, to cleanse us of our sins. Like, we can overlook that sometimes when we study Jesus. Um, and, and, and he did this all to show his character, right? All to show us who, who he truly is and, and give us an example to live by because he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Right, so now that we got those two things right, that we have, uh, we have the the scripture as our foundation, and our goal is to strive to be like Jesus, right, and and to pursue Him in everything we do. We can get, we can start to look at how we do that, right, to love like Jesus, um, and and to to love like Jesus, right, is is to focus on my heart condition, right, and not on the tasks. Right, because that's that's again the, the message that we're getting here, right, from Jesus in, in in Matthew 22 is he's he's telling them, like you guys are are looking at the wrong things, right? We're asking the wrong questions, right? But we need to be focusing on ourselves, the heart condition, right? How are we, how are we postured toward toward these questions, right? When we call our again, when we call ourselves 
Christians, right, right, it, it means our, our goal is to live and love like Jesus, right? That is, that is you know, a, a good way to sum it up, right? We were striving to be like Jesus more today than we were yesterday, right? And, and, and Romans 13, verses 8 through 10, it says, Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery, must commit murder, must not steal, must not covet. Right? These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Right? So focus on, on our heart condition right? Not on the tasks that we have to do, right? Because if we're focusing on our heart, if we're focusing on what we're doing, everything else plays out naturally, right? The, the next thing to love like Jesus is to realize that people's, stat, or people's stories are more important than their statuses. Again, as we're looking through this, right, we're, we're, we, we see a, an example um, uh, that Jesus gives us in Matthew 9, right? Um, in Matthew 9, uh, 9 through 13, it says, as Jesus was walking along, uh, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my, my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home at, as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other uh, disreparable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciple, why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who those who know they are sinners. Right? I mean, Jesus gives us, again, this example of, of, of he's looking at their stories. He's looking at who they are as people. He's not looking at their status. Right? Because the statuses are just goals that we've accomplished. Right? They're not goals that we've, we've allowed God to, to guide us down. I mean, and that, that's the whole point. I mean, and, and God can absolutely take you and, and grow you and, and, and raise your status in, in, different, in your workplaces and things. But, but if, if we're doing it through God, like that's what he's asking us, right? He's asking us to let him guide us through those, through those growth positions and patterns, right? But this is one of, again, many examples we're given of, of Jesus reaching out to the undesirable people to show them not just the empathy, but, but truly what loving everyone looks like. Right? Everyone deserves the grace God has to offer, not just those who call themselves religious. Right? And, and we all need Jesus. Uh, and, and, and that, you know, that is, is, I believe, is the point. Right? He is, he is getting at in, in verse 13. Right? To come to the understanding that, that we are not good enough and cannot save ourselves. Right? And, and also in those times that we, we may feel that we aren't worth, you know, we, we may not feel that we're worthy of saving. Right? But Jesus does feel that. Jesus wants that. 
right? That's why he came and died, even when we don't feel like it, right? Even when, when um, you know, people look at us as, as we are the scum, right? Like, Jesus is like, no, those are the people we need. Like, everyone deserves this, this gift of grace, right? Um, you know, he, but he wants us also to pour out, um, uh, wants us to show his mercy and grace, right? And, and he wants to pour it out on our family and our friends and, and everyone we interact with. And he does that through, through us, right? Through our, our actions, through, through the way that we, we posture ourselves, through the conversations, the words we use, right? He, he wants to save people, and, but, but he needs us to go out and be the hands and feet, to bring them in, right? Only Jesus can save, but we can bring our friends and family along with us, right? And, and to, to, again, Jesus was, was human and understands our emotions, right? As we talked about earlier, but, but, and, and he shows how relational God truly is. Right? Jesus experienced negative emotions, and, and to love like Jesus is to, to be honest with our emotions. Right? And, and we're going to get into, if you guys want to uh, have the verses there, John eleven thirty two through 44, um, we're going to flip to that and, and read a little bit there, but, but it's, it's to set it up, this is the story of Lazarus, right? Um, Lazarus dying and Jesus raising him from the dead. That's the story that we're going to jump into. But Jesus hears that Lazarus is sick and decides to stay away until after he passes. Right? And, and, but, he, but he does this to show everyone he, he truly has God's power. Right? But he waits four days to go to Lazarus' tomb. And, and that's where we're going to pick up. Um, it's, it's when he's getting there and, and everyone's meeting with him. And in John 11... Uh, verse 32, it says, When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up with him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby see how much he loved him, or said, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he, sit, couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a, a cave uh, with a stone rolled across the entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he had been dead for four days. The smell could be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you, uh, didn't I tell you that, that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You, you always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. And then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave cloths, his face wrapped in the head cloth. Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. John here, he, he stresses how much God cares for us, right? When Jesus saw everyone else weeping, he too wept openly. Um, we, we aren't told exactly 
you know, why he's showing his emotions, but nonetheless, Jesus shows he cares enough for us that he weeps with us in sorrow. But there's more emotions here, right, in these verses, right? We see compassion, we see anger, we see sorrow. We, we even see Jesus being frustrated. Like, it, it shows his experience on earth, Jesus expressed and dealt with emotions, right? He understands what we feel, and, and he wants us to be honest about those emotions with him. And, and, and he does this because he loves us, right? He cares about us, and, and he cares about what we care about, right? I mean, and that's truly the, the relational God that he is, right? That he cares about what we care about enough to weep with us, right? Enough to be angry at things, right? Enough that, that he gets frustrated. I mean, how many times have you guys felt that God was frustrated, I mean, and sometimes it's at us, right? Like, he's just like, how stubborn can these people be? But, but, it, but God doesn't ever give up, right? And he, and he always cares, right? Um, and, and, and here we see, I mean, you can feel Jesus' emotions when he speaks in, in these verses, right? I mean, in everything that he says, like, it's an exclamation point. Like, he is... He is he is, you can feel the anger and the frustration, but, but you can also, it, you, know, it, it, you know, it says, see how much he loved him, right? That, that Jesus cares enough to go back, right? And, and bring him back to, to you know, and, and, but, to not, but at the end, he, he gives a reason why. And it's, and it's, um, and it, it, it's when he's talking to God. Thank you, Father, for hearing me. Right? You always hear me, but I, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. Right? Everything that he does and do, did was, was, was for God's glory. Right? And, and that's the example that he wants us to live by and follow. But Jesus uh, also gives us an example of how to deal with those emotions. Right? When it's too hard. Right, Jesus was, was disciplined at the end of, of, of low days, right? And, and he often stayed up late to pray and spend time with, um, with, with God and, and was honest with, with God about his emotions and how he was feeling, right? And one of the biz, biggest examples we get that um, is in Matthew 26, and, and we'll open there in a minute, but, but to love like Jesus is to go to God for strength, right? And, and in Matthew 26... Um, again, this is one of the more famous places that we see this, but it's, uh, it's when Jesus in, is in the Garden of Yosemite, right? In, in Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46, it says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Yosemite. And he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became uh, anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with 
with me even one hour. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to, give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. And then Jesus left them for a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. And when he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. You have, uh, you have, your, have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. We see here Jesus was, again, in, it says in great anguish over what was about to happen. Yeah, he knew what, you know, what was approaching, right? The, the God side of him knew what, what he had to accomplish. But we see the human side of Jesus here also. Right? He was going to have to answer for, for our sins. Right? And we get an honest, emotional Jesus. Right? But, but it's another example, again, of how God can relate right, to even the heaviest of emotions. But he also gives us a way to move forward. Right? He gives us the example here. Right? He, he shows us God is there to help us through. Right? Because Jesus prayed and had a relationship with God, he was given the strength on his human side right? to, to, to have the perspective of not my will be done, but yours. Because, because of the relationship that the human side had with God, he was given the strength and the source of strength to move, to move forward, right? And, and, and that is to say, you know, we, we need to go to God for strength. When it's too hard, when it's too emotional, that's the example that Jesus gives us. When, it's, when the burdens are too heavy, right? It, and, and to love like Jesus, right? It, it's, it's hard to love people sometimes, right? But Jesus gives us the best example when it's too hard, when we're too emotional, when there's too many things tied to it, come to me for strength. Come to me for perspective. Come to me for the posture, right? Come to me, look to me when, when you can't do it anymore because it's going to be hard, right? But Jesus, it, Jesus embodied love, so if you're a follower of Christ, trying to be more like Christ today, you don't have to be right. We don't have to be right. You don't have to hide your emotions. You don't need to rise to a specific status in the world because we aren't perfect, and, and we don't need to be because he was perfect for us. Right? You don't have to be right. You just have to be love and love like Jesus. Because that is the example that Jesus has given us, is, is to be love. And, and if we can do that, then that's all, all he really asks. Everything else falls in line, right? Which leads me to the final thought here, which is, again, the first verses that we read was Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40. It says, Jesus replied, You must love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, is equally important, is to love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. 
So as the band is getting ready here, again, I want you guys, that's the challenge, right? Is, is to, to spend time with God, right? Spend time and go to Him for strength when it's hard, right? And, and when it's time that, that we need to break down and, 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 and we just need to love God with all we have. But, but again, it says equally important, we need to turn to our neighbor. And we need to be the examples of Jesus for Him. And we need to love people. We need to love like Jesus. Lord, we come to you today and we just pray for, for your strength, for your courage, and, and, and just for you to guide us. Lord, I just pray that, that we can just go to you and seek you when times are hard, that, that we understand the, how relational of a God you are, how much that, that you, you want us to be in a relationship with you, that, that you want to give us what we need. But Lord, I just pray that not with that, we can, we can be the true example of, of who you are here on earth. That we can take it, take it and, 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 and run. That, that we can know that, that through the strength and the courage that you give us, that we can, we can really love people. Because God, you know, it, it, here Jesus again tells us to, to love God, love people. And, and if we can truly do that, we can, we can be an example for this community and, 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 and the people around us every day of, of who you are. Lord, just be with us as we go and let us live lives that are striving for you and, and show, show your, your grace. Lord, we love you, we praise you. Be with us as we go. Amen.